At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for some football on a Thursday night? I know we are here at VSIN Final Countdown. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. He's Matt Brown. We've got a foot fill, football filled. Footbox. Two you, were hours. Trying, you know what it was? It was because the footbox was on your mind. It absolutely was. Footbox was on your mind. Every that's another, single that's day. That's a VSIN Pro Plus Plus <laughs> subscription thing. Every day our... here on the network, it is a mad dash for yeah. Matt just to figure out what the heck he I is doing. Of, I got a lot of stuff to set up. There's cords and things He's and whatnot. He's so prissy. He has a to, foot box listen, here, I've got so it. that he can be comfortable. I have to rein it in. I, the, the bosses are mad at me because I've got cords everywhere and all this stuff. So I'm <laughs> trying to like. turned our set into so a spaceship. I'm sitting here trying to make people happy, everyone happy. I can't make everyone happy, but I'm trying. Well, you're making me happy. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate That's all it. that matters. You give me a laugh every time that we start the show. Um, like I said, though, football filled two hours ahead. Uh, DraftKings betting analyst Steve Buchanan is going to drop by at around 4.30 Eastern to give us his opinion of the Thursday night football game, maybe a little baseball as well. VEASAN's Adam Burke in studio in hour two. Expect him at 5.15 Eastern. But... Throughout the course of the show, we're going to break down about every betting angle that we can of this Chargers-Chiefs game on Thursday night. The Chiefs a four-point favorite at home at Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be a fun, awesome game. And apparently bookmakers think it's going to be very high scoring. The highest total on the board of all of the Week 2 games set at 54, Matt. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, a little bit too high. 54 and a half out here behind us, it seems like. Mm. So, Everybody is kind of getting in, at least on this thing being a, a shootout. I'm actually kind of thinking the other direction here. I, I came in and did play the under on this one. Um, listen, there's a couple different reasons why. For one, with the injury stuff that we know. So right now we know for sure that Keenan Allen is out, Donald yes. Parham is out, and we know that J.C. Jackson's at least on the game time decision on the like bad side, I think, of 50 50. Um, but maybe he goes. But even if he does go, that probably means limited snaps. It probably means just situational play because he hasn't had enough practice time to play a full complement of snaps or anything like that. So uh, we're we're just, we're just, you know, we're trying to read into some of this stuff here again early on in the season. So I it, I came in on the under. I think another different another reason for this from an under standpoint if we're talking about these offenses being kind of really efficient, we know the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, incredibly efficient. One of the other things that we know about Patrick Mahomes, the way defenses want to play him, is they do not want to blitz him anymore. They want to sit back in these little too deep, in, in these kind of too deep zone things and make him dink and dunk down the field. Well, he'll do that now. He started doing it towards the end of last season. I imagine it was a focus for them in the offseason as well. 
trying to get him to understand that maybe he's going to have to just take what the defenses give him. And if that's the case, hey, look, run the ball a couple of times a little bit more, maybe throw some stuff underneath a little bit more, all the things like that that keep the clock running, keep things going. And even though they do, even though these drives maybe do end up in points, be it a touchdown or a field goal, the time is getting run down and the, the clock keeps going here. And I think the same thing on the on the Charger side as well. Without Keenan Allen, I think you see a little bit more of stuff out of the backfield. I think you see some more dump-off passes to Austin Eckler. I think you see some more safety type of stuff. Because, again, there's not a one-for-one trade-off between Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So I think that what we're looking at here is a game that at 54, 54 and a half now at the, the guys out here behind us, I think is something that I would certainly be looking at on the underside. And so it is interesting. Um, a lot of the splits support your thought process here mm-hmm. because, well, 70% of the bets, so the public is certainly taking that over. Only 44% of the handle is actually going that way. So um, good to note there uh, in terms of where the game is, everybody seems to be playing the Chiefs in this spot as well. Um Something I'm curious about from the defensive side, Patrick Mahomes didn't take a sack week one, but he Mm -hmm. was hit six times. Um, And, I mean, we saw what Khalil Mack did to just really, really disrupt Derek Carr. Had three sacks himself last week against his former team. He's got an interesting matchup against that left tackle Orlando Brown, 6'7", 330 pounds. I'm curious Mm -hmm. how those two are going to go head-to-head. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and I'm actually more curious, too, just about the Chargers – they do have a familiarity, obviously, with the with yes. Patrick Mahomes at least, right? Like not maybe the maybe not the 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 full team right now because we know Tyreek Hill's out of town and all this stuff like that. <laughs> However, they know about blitzing Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes last week got blitzed fifty percent of the time, and he absolutely He's just so torched. Good. <laughs> yes, just absolutely torched the Cardinals for blitzing him. And I don't blame them really because with no Chandler Jones, no t- with no JJ Watt, it was like the only chance they had of trying to get to him was was sending people mm-hmm. and. He just absolutely lit them up. So the Chargers in the two meetings last year, they only blitzed him about 28% of the time. But the 28% of the time they did blitz him, he torched them too. He was like 20 of 27 on the times that they blitzed him. And so I'm guessing, and again, I'm just, I don't know. We'll see. It'll play out later tonight. But I'm guessing that you are going to see even fewer blitz attempts here from this Charger squad on Patrick Mahomes and really and truly test him and see if he is willing to be patient, see if he's willing to take the underneath stuff, see if he is willing to try and dink and dunk the ball down the field as opposed to the big play stuff that, you know, he loves. I mean, he loves slinging the ball down the field. He loved being able to uncork it to Tyreek Hill down the field. But, look, that is how this team is at its best. And Mm -hmm. I think that if you try to put them out of their comfort zone, it is making him do the six-yard pass, the Mm five-yard pass, the four-yard pass as opposed to – getting the big chunk plays. And so that'll be interesting as, as well. Do the Chargers even back off of where they were last year, where only they were only blitzing about a quarter of the dropbacks? Is it even fewer than that, you know, this time around? So it is, it's just a fascinating matchup. And two teams that we all believe are going to be there at the end, right? It's just we get an awesome Thursday night game here with between these two. That's what makes this so exciting for mm-hmm. me. I mean, like, give me another, give me a decade of these two quarterbacks going head-to-head. It's going to be so much fun. This division is so much fun. Justin Herbert, some of his numbers at Arrowhead, uh, another reason why I think we're seeing, I know some of our guests are that we're going to have throughout the course of the next two hours, like the Chargers plus the points in this mm-hmm. spot, and I think a large part of that is because there's the, the aspect of the close games that we've seen um, in these head-to-head matchups, and then Justin Herbert at Arrowhead, 2-0, 583 pass yards, 70% completion percentage, seven touchdowns and no picks in that building. Mm-hmm. We talk about, obviously, the absence of Keenan Allen. Um, so so who do you think is going to get the share of those targets from Justin Herbert in this game? Yeah, I think that it's going to get siphoned off pretty much pretty much evenly. And like I said, I don't think that this is a, oh, Mike Williams gets just a massively expanded role. Do I believe that he gets more targets? Absolutely. I'm not saying he's not going to get more targets, but I don't think that this means like, oh, okay, we had jump on him. Yeah, yeah. that we had 10 slated for you know, for Keenan Allen in this game, maybe more, and that that obviously just means that they're all going to go to to Mike Williams. So like that's not going to be the case here. So if you take a yeah, look, yeah, I'm just curious how they're going to get divvied up, right? Because so so Williams even after, so Keenan Allen didn't play all that much in Week One. Mike Williams ran a route on 91 percent of their dropbacks, but he only got a 13 percent target share. So even when Keenan Allen went out last week, those targets weren't weren't funneled to Mike Williams, right? Like they went to. Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter and even to the tight ends, right? Gerald Everett, Trey McKitty, like these guys were all kind of getting some of the scraps. And I think that's probably what we see here, except a little bit more of a concerted effort to get the ball to Austin Eckler and get him 
the ball in his hands in space. And so that's where I am kind of banking on. Again, we'll have prop watch a little bit later Mm -hmm. in the show, but I do have a couple of prop bets in the account already that lean towards that game plan. Now I could be completely wrong and again, you know, and and everything goes south, but that's kind of how I believe those targets get divvied up a couple more for Williams, a couple more for Palmer, a couple more for maybe the tight ends, but you get like that four or five extra targets heading in the direction of Austin Eckler. So that's kind of how I'm going about this. And as you mentioned, like, I, I think that if you're, if you are bullish on the chargers in this game, I kind of think you just play the money line on the chargers. Like, I don't think that this is one of those things where this plays tight. I think it's a, they figured out how to defend Mahomes. They've and they got win. a very, yeah, right. Or, exactly. or Patrick Mahomes in this offense has a day. Just goes, they yeah. There's, score no, at will. there's, okay. there's nothing, there's nothing the chargers can do to stop the offense. And they just go down and they just score at will. Like we saw last week, right? They could have scored. They could have put 60 on the board last week if they wanted to. They just took their foot off the gas. And so I think there's one of those deals where the chargers come in and they either have an awesome, awesome game plan to slow down Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs in, in this Chiefs offense. And if that's the case, I think they just win the game outright. Mm-hmm. And if not, then I think the Chiefs cover. I don't think this plays within a field goal. I think this is a an easy cover for the Chiefs or just an outright win for the Chargers. Well, we'll take a deeper dive, like you said, in prop watch, looking into the specific quarterback numbers, things that we like and have identified. Um, but just to close out these last couple of minutes here, as we start the show, there is some baseball in action right now. The White Sox leading the Guardians 8-2 to two in the bottom of the ninth. So it looks like they could finally start to get back <laughs> on track here a little bit. And in the bottom of the third, the Rays with a 4 nothing lead against the Toronto Blue Jays. Six games coming up still tonight. No Yankees. So that means our guy Aaron Judge stays at 57 another day. But we are on Pujols' watch all week long. As the Cardinals begin a five-game set with the Cincinnati Reds, so there should be ample opportunity. I might even set the over/under at Pujols' home runs at two and a half. I love and it. He needs three. Did you see? <laughs> did you see everybody last night? Everybody last night was like, every time he, the whole the whole stadium had all, had their cell phones out. <laughs> everybody wanted to get like this home run on camera, and then it was like, oh, pop out, oh, ground out. He did double his last. He did double his last at bat, and so like everyone got a. Everyone got a double, at least, you know? So, like, you can – I'm sure you'll rewatch that double just so many times. You'll be glad that you have that video on your phone. <laughs> like, you're, you're going to be 10 years from now sitting around Christmas like, you want to see this double album pools? Like, no, you don't. You're going to delete it. Just, any, if you were there last night, just delete it now. You're never going to watch it again. But, yeah, I, I think it's fun. And, and this Rays-Blue Jays game is actually a, a very important game right now. I mean, it, the, these are the two teams we were talking about that are – they are battling it out, and, and the Blue Jays with Gosman, their ace on the hill, he's he's given up four early runs to the race. Also in the WNBA, uh, game three potential title-clinching game for the Las Vegas Aces, who are one-point underdog at the Sun tonight. We'll see if they can get it done. Our girl, Danielle Alvari, WNBA expert, came on the show yesterday and told us she thinks the Aces do get it done, and they're getting the point. But if you want to take the money line, get a little bit more value there uh, as well. Reminder, no team in the WNBA Finals has ever come back from down 2-0 to win this thing, hence why the Aces are such a massive favorite in the championship, whether they win it today or not. Chelsea Gray, MVP. Chelsea Gray, 3-1. MVP. 3-1. Get Get it it, done. Get it while you still can. Get it done. If not, Danielle owes me the (laughs) the money that I bet on it. We're going to step aside. When we come back, a lot of news and notes, injury updates in the National Football League. Despite a win on Monday night for the Seattle Seahawks, suffered a big loss when it comes to to their secondary. We'll get into that and more on the other side. Stay with us on VSIN Final Countdown. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. I hope you're starting your football season on the right foot. Best way to do that by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. You get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance. So that's a recap of the top plays made by every VEASAN show host and guest 24-7 video season prep, which gets you our weekly college and pro football matchup guides for each game, pro tools and pro tips, which are updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. If you sign up now, you get the discounted football special for VEASAN Pro access from now through the Super Bowl, just $175, or you can do 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. vcin.com slash subscribe where you get it all done. Alongside Matt Brown, I'm Stormy Bond and Tony. Welcome back to vcin final countdown live from the South Point in Las Vegas. Lots of NFL news and notes to get to, uh, including it looks like Michael Pittman Jr., who was Matt Ryan's clear top target week one in their tie to the Texans, did not practice today dealing with that quad tendon issue. Um, unfortunately, I mean, he's a guy who 13 targets, turned it into nine receptions, 120-some yards. He's very important to yes. what this offense is trying dude. to do here. Yeah, he's their only dude. What's your so, level of concern with this news that he was, you know, limited earlier this week and then didn't practice today? Yeah, I mean, as we and, – and I just looked here, and so as this news has started to kind of make its way out to the masses, these fours that were sitting out there are starting to disappear – uh, right now, they were four-point favorites. Now down to three and a half at DraftKings. Down to three and a half at one, two, three, four other books. Rest of country. So likely, if you want the Jags at four, you need to do that rapidly, and you need to shop around because it's not available everywhere right now. And I kind of get it, right? I mean, if you look at the Colts, the yes, they have this run game and super super powerful run game at that, but you're going to have to throw the ball at some point during yeah. during the course of a game. And when you look, and if Pittman's not going to be out there, you start to look and you say, oh, okay, so it's Paris Campbell or Pierce or whatever. Like, where are they going to go with the ball? Mo Alley-Cox, I guess, a tight end is somebody that might be able to to step up at least a little bit for them. I imagine this means probably some more targets out of the backfield for Naeem Hines as yeah. well. So there's other things that could be looked at in this game yeah, outside was, of just the spread. He was the second leading receiver yeah. last week behind Pittman. You look at the targets, though, 13 targets for Michael Pittman Jr., no more than six for anybody else on the team last week. You and I were sitting out here before the show. I saw this news kind of come across. I saw there were still some fours available, so... I did put the Jags at four. It was kind of a game that I was questioning whether I wanted to play anyway on the Jags at four. I mean, if you take a look, the Jags, I saw some signs of life for this team last week. And it was one of those deals where, yes, did they lose to the to the commanders? Yeah, but look, they were in a position they could have won the game. There was another there was another time in the game as well where I think that it was just one of those things where, hey, look, you know, new coaching staff, new that not everybody's on the same page. They get an untimely penalty, all the stuff like that. Like I, that stuff gets cleaned up over the course of a season. And I'm wondering if I was just far too high on the Colts team as it was anyway, which I think that might end up being the case. I was, I was team Matt Ryan's not washed, and I don't know if maybe he's not. How do you not, think I feel? My first yeah. overall pick in our draft was them to win the division, and they. Yeah. <laughs> Out I the know. gates the way they did. I know. That's not I, ideal I was for te- your girl. listen. I'm with you, man. I thought he was. I was team Matt Ryan still still here, but Matt Ryan did not show us that he was still here at least in week one. Very small sample size. He can prove me wrong this week, but if he does, let's just keep it. Just keep it to a field goal win. How about uh, that? Travis Etienne only had four targets uh, from his guy Trevor Lawrence last week. Do you expect that to increase in week two? It makes me wonder if there was at least a little bit of not confidence from. From from Trevor Lawrence, but from the coaching staff on the ATN side of things, he dropped what would have been a touchdown. 
Um, it, it, the throw was a little bit high, but it, it hit him in the hands, and, and he would have walked in the end zone. He dropped what would have been a touchdown for the Jags. And I do wonder if the coaching staff with James Robinson miracle. I'm not a doctor, and we we established We've this a couple of days couple that. of days ago. The 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 medical miracles that are happening with these athletes these days is it's just the most unbelievable thing. Like James Robinson should not be out there playing at the level that he's playing at right now. And he goes out this past week and looks like James Robinson of old. And I wonder if the coaching staff goes, well, I mean, we didn't expect him to be back this good, but if he is, then Hey, look, let's cause even though ATN's not a rookie, he's essentially a rookie, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like he didn't play at all last is, year. Yes. So, so this is all still a learning process for him as they go. That's so, why you don't think he should win comeback player right? of the year. I and, get I, it. and I think that, you know, look, I think at some point he does end up dominating touches in this backfield, but it's probably going to be one of those situations where if they feel more comfortable with Robinson, he might end up just kind of like easing in. So, Again, I'm I'm on the Jags at four, and and the fours are disappearing. So if you want if you want it, I would say get on it now. And based on how fast I saw like your thumbs going to get that bet in <laughs> on the side, like I'm very offended anytime that you don't text me back immediately because I know how quick that you here's, can here's, handle here, the business. You know, there. but here's the thing: it was because I was watching the game anyway, right? <laughs> like I was watching this one anyway. It was at least it was on the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know that's that's what. I'm um, we talked about it already earlier this week that after the Monday night football game, Jamal Adams was dealing with an injury, their star safety for, um, the, the Seattle Seahawks there. Apparently he, it looks like he's going to be done for the season with a torn quad tendon, going to have to have surgery. Um, also in that games with the Seahawks and 49ers going head to head, San Francisco, big favorite in this one, George Kittle, still not practicing, dealing with a groin injury, which you do not like to hear, especially considering I mean, you, Trey Lance needs him, yeah. obviously, to help be able to get the, the air yards start mm-hmm. happening here. But also, it looks like there's might be rain again this week. So you would really like somebody like that to help you out. I am, uh, I am very curious at this line move because this is now down to eight and a half in favor of the 49ers as if we didn't know that George Kittle likely was not to play in this game. right? Like, I mean, this was already baked into the line that he was likely not to play in this game. And yet the news comes out. And I say news in air quotes because like it wasn't really news. We didn't think he was going to play anyway. And then this line starts to fall. And so it does, you know, for all the for all the people that'll tell you that there's no edge in betting sides in the NFL and things like that, like sometimes I think there is because mm-hmm. I think some people overreact to news and look at these things that already, if you were paying attention, you kind of knew anyway. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really pan out until from a from a spread perspective until some of these like people, are, oh wow, I got a push notification that George Kittle's not going to play. It's like, no, dude, if you George Kittle's never going to play, which in this is good game. for whoever likes San Francisco. Well, in listen, this I've home. come around, and we'll uh, you know we'll look at contest lines a little later. Maybe talk some Survivor a little bit later as well. But I mean, I've come around to where the 49ers have now jumped the Browns as the most likely team for me to play in Survivor this week. So that's kind of where I sit. Well, I Here hope they Thursday. don't I hope they don't do to you what they do to me. Reserve the right to change my mind, but I <laughs> this is where I sit on Thursday. Uh keep the injury news rolling here. DeAndre Swift also did not practice on Thursday, but he said that he's not at all concerned about missing the game coming up this week against the Commanders, so perhaps more of just uh, a rest day situation for him it looks like. Yeah, I mean, he's saying he's not going to play, but like he rolled you know, his ankle pretty bad in the second quarter <laughs> of the Week One game. It's one of those things where, like, I don't know if it's always up to the players. Like, the players always like, oh, I'm going to play. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Same thing with Najee Harris yeah. this week, right? Like, I have him in fantasy, and I like the Steelers this week against the Patriots. But I'm questioning how much or is he just like, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get on the field and not get his normal touches and not be himself. At least he was. He at least was back out there today. So Najee Harris at least got in a practice. Whereas DeAndre Swift, like this one of those things, like if he doesn't practice tomorrow, then I don't really care what he says about going. Yeah. He if he does go, it's going to be a very, you know, it's going to be a very, very, very limited capacity because if he can't if he's not good enough to get out there and practice when you have Jamal Williams who by the way has shown that he can be a very good complement to DeAndre Swift as it is anyway they're not going to like take any sort of risk on on hurting this guy long term here especially this Lions team that mm-hmm. still I think in that locker room they believe that they can make a run at something this year so yeah I, I'm I ain't buying the Swift thing 
I've seen this number, by the way, in the game just bounce all around today as high as two, as low as one. So keep an eye on that and try to find the best value for whichever side that you are in on today. His numbers, Swift's numbers, week one, 175 yards and one touchdown on 18 touches. Also, Mac Jones was back practicing yesterday, um, had the back spasms issue last week, and, you know, he's back on the practice field. But then today, apparently, he had a stomachache of lactose. some sort. <laughs> and he's couldn't be out there. So that's the yes. reasoning why he wasn't at practice today, according to uh, Tom Pelissero. He ate a double he a scoop ice cream cone, and he is just out for the count. So Can't do it. the Patriots here are looking to avoid going 0-2 for the first time since 2001. And I thought an interesting note here was that seven teams, all seven teams that started 0-2 a season ago failed to make the playoffs. So these are just a couple mm -hmm. things to keep in mind as you are like looking at those active futures that you can get in on. See, see how the Patriots do this week. Yeah, I, I'm i looking at this at this game and still I, I still think this is weird that, that they're favored in this game. Like, I mean, I think we're looking at a bottom half defense, bottom third offense, and maybe even the defense side of the ball could end up being a bottom third defense as well. So you're getting, it looks like, again, it looks like Najee Harris is going to play back out of practice today. You have what the Steelers have at wide receiver should be able to move the ball through the air. Like I'm, I just can't get to them being two point favorites in this game. I like the home dog here. I will have the Steelers in a teaser leg for sure. Mm -hmm. And maybe in a contest play, maybe even, you know, maybe have them as a contest play at some point too, because it's just, I, I can't get there. I've, I looked at the Patriots. I went and, Rewatched the, the the all twenty two there, and it just they were just completely outclassed. They were inept offensively. Yeah. I wish that I could get a little bit more on the money line. Uh, aside from the one plus one ten there on mm -hmm. the Steelers, TJ Watt, a reminder, is officially on the injured reserve list, so at least four weeks before he is eligible to return. Um, we're gonna step aside, take a quick break. The Chargers are looking for a two no start to the NFL season for the first time since two thousand twelve, but face a very tough task against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. We'll continue to break down the Thursday night. Uh, football matchup when Steve Buchanan of DraftKings joins us coming up. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Final Countdown live from Las Vegas. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there's one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical and it appears in the Colts Jags game all those fours are now gone across mm. the board three and a half um we're gonna get back into the Thursday night football conversation though excited to welcome in good friend of the show Steve Buchanan DraftKings Major League Baseball and NFL betting analyst at S Buchanan 24 a day late from our usual spot but never a dollar short we are making money on this program how's it going Steve I'm doing, you know, like you said, a little day late, but happy to be here. I'll forgive you. Um, we have a battle of the best in the AFC West coming up to kick off week two of the NFL season tonight. Fourth matchup head to head between Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Each of the first three have come down to the wire. Do you think that we might have another close game or what's your feel for what we're going to get tonight on Thursday night? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is another close game here tonight, but I, I like the Chargers here at plus four. I think this is a good number for them. Herbert has done very well at Arrowhead Stadium, 2-0 and in that scenario. Oh, oh, just under 600 passing yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, and mm -hmm. he's been great against the spread in his short career here against the Chiefs. 3-1 and one against the spread uh, against his team, 5-1 and one against the spread as an underdog or th of three points or more. Justin Herbert has done extremely well in this situation. Situation. And then once we got that news that Keenan Allen was out, this did jump up to four and a half. It's been bet back down to four. Um, I'd love to get this at four and a half if I can. If it does get at, at four and a half again, I think actually this puts uh, the Chargers in a pretty good teaser leg uh, this week as well, getting them over ten and a half. That's something you can look at as well if it does get to four and a half. But I think the Chargers can cover this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game outright. Uh, I'm just big fans of them here tonight, especially with that very good pass rush they have to kind of disrupt Patrick Mahomes tonight. 
tonight. And just like that, four and a half at M- at BetMGM, four and a half at PointsBet available out there if anybody does want to get in on that. So those are just popped here in the last two minutes. So we know that without Keenan Allen, that's probably, you know, double digit targets that need to be kind of dispersed. And yeah. you are looking at one of the receivers as being the beneficiary of that. Yeah, Josh Palmer has really got the trust of Justin Herbert when Keenan Allen is out of these games. I mean, look at this game last year when Keenan Allen was out against the Giants. Palmer played on 62 of the 66 Chargers offensive snaps, caught five of his seven targets for 66 yards in that game that the Chargers won handedly 37-21. Not expecting that type of game here tonight, but I mean, he's very handy when he's on the field. He's caught 73% of the 45 targets he had last year, so even though his, his time on the field was limited when he is on the field. He's very efficient when he goes out there. So getting over four and a half receptions at plus 125, that feels like a really good value here because it's going to be Mike Williams. It's going to be Austin Eckler and Josh Palmer. So I think at that number here, it's really enticing. And especially when you're getting that plus money tonight in a game that everyone's kind of expecting to go up and down the field. So I really think that's a strong number. And then the cherry on top is that plus money. Yeah. And after the injury, he was in on 100% of the snaps in two wide sets, showing he did appear to be that next man up. Uh, Another prop that you're looking at which is a market I think goes a little bit under the radar for some folks looking at quarterback rush yards, but you think Patrick Mahomes is going to get over the 16. Yeah, I mean, and just by just trying to escape this pass rush alone, he could go over this number. I know he only had five rushing yards in that last game against the Cardinals, but I mean, didn't have to do much against the Cardinals, right? They just absolutely blew the doors off them. That's not going to happen here tonight. But that pass rush that we just talked about with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, that's going to give him a lot of issues here tonight. And even so, Mahomes goes over this number pretty frequently. 13 of the 20 games he played last year, he he didn't just go over 16 and a half. Sometimes he absolutely blows past this number here. So I like this number a lot at minus 125. I'm not taking much stock into last week when he, like I mentioned, only had five rushing yards on three attempts. I really think this pass rush is going to be in his face and that's going to cause him to run even if it's not designed. So for him to go over 16 and a half, I feel like that's a really strong number here tonight as well. Like I mentioned, he might not might do that on accident quite frankly, just trying to escape that pass rush tonight. So give me the over on that number. And I mean, looking at their meetings last year as well, he had 45 yards on four attempts in the week three game last year against the Chargers, 32 on three late in the season. So got over in both of the previous matchups a year ago. And let's get to uh, your final bet here that's on the card tonight is the team total for the Chargers. We know we're sitting with a big total overall at 54 most books, there are some 53 and a half starting to pop a couple of different places here, but you like the Chargers to put some points on the board. Yeah, I like them to go over the team total tonight at 24 and a half. In these games that Justin Herbert has started against the Chiefs, they averaged 29 points per game. They've gone over this number of 24 and a half in their last three meetings. Two of those games, they scored at least 30 points. So Justin Herbert has been able to get over this defense and score some points against the Chiefs here. I mean, he's been so good against this team. He's averaging 282 passing yards in the games that he's played against them, completing just under 66% of his pass attempts. You know, they are going to be able to get some pressure on him, but Justin Herbert, at least in the early goings, has shown he's one of the best quarterbacks under pressure and still getting the ball downfield in those type of scenarios. So, again, if you're thinking this game is going to be in the 50s, it's not going to be uh, heavily weighted on one team or another. I think this game is going to be pretty close all throughout. So getting the Chargers to go over 24 and a half points, I like that play a lot. It's only at minus 110, too, as well. I think it's a very fair number for a team that should put up some points here against this Chiefs defense. And again, we talk about it a lot here on the network, but correlated plays, right? You have the Chargers plus the points and then looking at them to get over that team total. Uh, As we look ahead to the Sunday card here for week two, Brian Dable got the Giants to a winning record for the first time since 2016, albeit just 1-0, but there's a first time for everything when he went for two and made things happen. Uh, You're backing them again, though, as a favorite taken on the Panthers this week. Why do you think they have an edge? Uh, I I hope I'm not falling for this trap already because I saw that and I was like, oh. And that looks like a pretty good number there against Carolina. But you know what it is? I loved how the Giants went for that win against Tennessee rather than go to overtime. If that kind of sets the tone for this team moving forward, then I like what I saw here in week one. You know, Daniel Jones was under a lot of pressure, as he usually is with that flimsy offensive line in front of him. But he really did well in those scenarios. Seven for nine for 69 yards, uh, which was a total of the 188 that he had. And I think it's fair to say that the Titans pass rush is a lot stronger than what the Panthers are going to be throwing 
throwing at him in this week two matchups here. And the other thing for the Panthers, too, if they keep giving up these massive chunks of yards on the ground, they're not going to survive against the Giants here because the Browns are going up and down the field on the ground uh, in week one. They're both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were averaging over four yards per carry last week. Uh, Chubb 6.4 on 22 carries with the way that Saquon Barkley looked mm-hmm. last week. If he can do anything close to that against the Panthers, I don't really think that they're going to have an answer for the Giants which is such a weird and asinine sentence to say, especially when it's week two here. But again, maybe I'm falling for how good that I thought they looked in week one, but there was nothing. And I truly mean nothing that I saw from the Panthers last week that I'm able to hang my hat on and say, yeah, maybe they have a shot here to cover against the Giants. I think the Giants win this game pretty easily. Minus two is just too short of a number. This is one of those games that I look at that we could be looking back on once this game's over and go, Man, we really could have had the Giants at only two points in this one against the Panthers, so I'm more than happy to take them at minus two against the Panthers this week. Steve, we have several games in which we have a touchdown or bigger number going right now. I mean, as we sit, 49ers at eight and a half, Rams are at 10, Broncos are at 10, Bengals are at seven, Green Bay Packers are at 10, Bills are at 10. Not from a spread perspective, after the carnage in week one, Which of these big favorites are you least confident in even just winning the game outright? I remember looking at the board and I was like, there's too many double digit favorites. I can't do this already after what we just saw. Like truly, like I don't think at least as of right now, I don't think there's a double digit favorite that I feel comfortable taking right now. But if there was one team that I probably would be leaning towards, it would be the Rams going against the Falcons at home against Atlanta. I mean, if there's any team that can disrupt a quarterback, it's going to be the Rams going up against the Falcons here. So I think they have the best chance of covering that double digit total. But truly, I feel like I'm already so scorned and you know it's NFL season already if you're feeling this way but I feel so scorned by last week that I'm already so gun shy on taking these double digit favorites and quite frankly I know you brought up the 49ers game and Stormy's not going to like this I really kind of like the eight and a half on the Seahawks this week I know I gross. Like, it's gross I know it's so gross but like this is those, that early season early reaction so that was actually one of the ones that I looked at and I was like mm, kind of like Seattle plus eight and a half here that's a very strong teaser like too as well uh, putting that up by six points, getting over 14 and a half. That's a pretty rare number that you can get uh, to be up by over three uh, possessions there. But so I like the Seahawks as another teaser leg this week. But yeah, of those double digit favorites, I think the Rams are probably the best uh, scenario to cover in that in those games. I don't like it, but I understand where you're coming from. The 49ers did not look like it. And Seattle has had their number historically these last few years. You are the man. I forgive you for everything. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) Appreciate you coming on. We'll see you again next week. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Steve Buchanan, uh, also in addition to all of his great work covering the NFL, Major League Baseball betting analyst as well over at DraftKings. Follow him on Twitter at SBuchanan24. While Matt is in sit-back-and-watch mode in the early weeks of this college football season, I do have a couple of plays. I like it. So, one situational letdown spot I disagree with when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up for week two with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. And if you wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Wrapping up Hour 1 here on VEASAN Final Countdown. Alongside Matt Brown, I'm Stormy Tony. Talk a little college football here. Not the sexiest slate this week, but I think there mm-hmm. are still some potential betting opportunities. Although, Matt, I know you are just really – you don't even know where quarterbacks are sitting right now. Now no. the transfer portal is so weird. 44% of starting quarterbacks yes. have gone somewhere else in this offseason. So you're just sitting back still, and relaxing. Still trying to figure out where everybody exactly is going to fit in here. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll get involved here pretty soon. Makes sense. Well, for me, because mm-hmm. one team that I have covered um, with ESPN for the last two years pretty heavily is the BYU Cougars. So that's a team that I feel like I've gotten at least a pretty good read on. Mm-hmm. And they're a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Oregon this week. And I feel like a lot of the – narrative coming into the game is that this could be a letdown spot for them after having such a big emotional physical win and double overtime against then number nine ranked Baylor a week ago, Oregon. Yes, they got their, you know, what knocked in week one against Georgia, but I think Georgia's going to do that to a lot of teams and they bounced back with what felt like a bye last week against Eastern Washington, 70 to 14, I believe was the final in Oregon's week two game. Um, but Oregon for me just has a lot more questions, whereas BYU, I feel like there's a lot of consistency. There's a lot more answers. Um, Jaron Hall at quarterback, one of the tougher quarterbacks that the Ducks are going to face all season long, good, good dual threat ability. And against Baylor, that has a very solid defense. They still average 7.1 yards per catch without their top two wide receivers. And Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney, both are TBD this week. They were game time decisions a week ago. I know that Kalani Sataki's hope is to get them back this week. But even if they don't, freshman Chase Roberts rose to the occasion in a major way at 122 yards and a touchdown last week. One of Oregon's biggest question marks, and they talk about issues that they have, is their pass defense. So I think that BYU could have a good edge there offensively and defensively. They've had a top 25 D the last few years. I think they're going to be solid on that end as well and frustrate Bo Nix. So do you think this could be just an, an outright win here for BYU? Because one of the things I do in college football a lot is in short, kind of like short dogs, I'll just play them on the money line because it tends to be in college where it's like it's – they just win these games, right? I mean, it's not necessarily one of these like, oh, last-second field goal type situations. It's more like, oh, no, BYU is just the better team. We had this wrong, right? I mean, like, we, we were just wrong. They're, they're, they're actually far superior to Oregon. So, I mean, getting the plus 145 on the money line, would there be any interest with you there? I bet plus 155 yesterday. So, go. yes, All there right. is. Jaron yeah. Hall, 7-1 and one against Power 5 opponents, 3-0 and oh against ranked teams. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I like the points, but I also like the money line angle here as well. And this also leads into a larger conversation about the college football playoff a little bit here because 
BYU, similar to how hard I was harping on Utah in the offseason, was another one of those teams that I gave consideration to, I think, down the line based on their schedule. And so if they win this game, I legitimately think that might be worth a look to see if they could be one of those playoff contenders down the line. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame on their slate looks a lot more winnable now um, than it did at a neutral site here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium in October. A top 10 opponent in Arkansas coming up in October as well after already having beat Baylor, Oregon is in the top 25 right now. So I was looking for a number on DraftKings earlier because I I would, if you think that BYU can contend on this schedule, I would be interested in betting that yes to make the playoff now before they go out and if they win this game, that number is going to get a lot right. shorter. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the way you have to look at some of these, specifically in college football, right? It's like we've got to look at these teams and say, okay, now, do I think what is the likelihood of X, Y, Z? But like, it's, I need to lock in a number because Correct. if this were to happen, that number is going to vanish, right? And and especially this year in college football, right, where we're getting, I mean, we're two weeks in, three weeks in, and now we're sitting here with already some teams that we thought were probably at least going to be like lingering around. Maybe they're already gone, right? Yes. I mean, like, so Notre Dame's gone. Like, they're they're out of the they're out of the equation. So. It's it started to narrow even further now. So, like you said, if you if you do like that and want to get in on that now, it's the way to go. And because if it. not, so, that number's gonna be some gone. Some people are gonna think I'm crazy. Yeah. And BYU as an independent, they're not good enough. They're not gonna get there. I understand where your thought process is coming from. I just respectfully disagree. And as hard as a place as Autzen Stadium is this week, Oregon is 20 and 0 their last 20 games at home. But also that was with a different regime Mm -hmm. and a different roster than they have this year. So I like BYU. I like the stability they have. They were one of the, uh, the teams coming into this college football season that had the most returning starters of, uh, I think 17 returners, uh, big deal for them. Another game that was interesting, number 13, Miami and number 24, Texas A&M, A&M, a five and a half point home favorite Jimbo Fisher squad, fresh off. Paying App State $1.5 million to get embarrassed. So that's fun. And the Canes have won their first two games. Granted, against far lesser competition, Bethune-Cookman and Southern Miss, but they've outscored those teams 100-20 to in that time. A big step in class against an angry team this week. Um, I don't know where where you sit on this, but I kind of get the feeling that Texas A&M could come out, like they had some really tough meetings this week, they could come out on fire. There's that, and then the other, the flip side of that is I've heard a bunch of people who are already calling for a quarterback switch, right? I mean, they have yeah. they have the transfer from LSU and Max Johnson, and I've heard a lot of people say, hey, look, if they if this first quarter looks rocky, then we need to do something, right? If there's too much talent on this team in order to, to mess around and lose another game, because, again, if they lose another game, A&M, as we mentioned, like, so because they play in the SEC and because of their future opponents, they're not dead, despite the fact that they lost already, because they still have some high-profile wins, in theory, theoretically, to come down the line, right? And so you can't you can't lose this game to Miami because then you, you are can't. dead. It doesn't matter. Like yes. even if you were to win those games down the line, it wouldn't matter. You'd be dead. So that's one of the things that that you know we're we're kind of juggling as well. It's like no, no, no. This team is dead. This one not so dead. This one's like, <laughs> like trying to figure out who's dead, who can become undead. Like all, all the things with that. A and M's one of those teams, and so that's going to be the thing that I'm actually watching for the most here is. Do they even make it through this game without putting Johnson in a quarterback? It's interesting. I mean, just looking at Haynes King and Tyler Van Dyke on the other side with Miami, like Miami has the upgrade. Like mm-hmm. he has the better quarterback at that position. Miami does. So oh, yeah. um, no question there. I'm looking at the numbers that King had last week. Passed for just 97 yards. There's 187 yards of total offense for AM. and um, Not what you want to see. So hopefully, uh, you know, they'll get a little more time of possession this week and see what they can do. Um, A&M has been known to bounce back, though, after crushing defeats. So I don't have a play on this game. Mm-hmm. I kind of leaned under a little bit. Miami's defense has forced a lot of turnovers early, but again, far lesser yeah. than competition. Now you're playing at Kyle Field, which is a little bit different here. Any other games on the college football slate that interested you? Yeah, I mean, obviously I have to. I have, to tune in. I have to tune in to see if it's going to be one of those put the bag over your head even at home seasons. You know, like you're sitting on the couch at, at your at home <laughs> and you put the, the paper bag over your head and you cut the eye sockets out so that you can see. Like, but it's, it's yeah, I mean, look, this could be, this could be, you know, the beginning of the end of the season. Now, I, I think the future is probably bright for LSU with Brian Kelly and all that. But, I mean, you know, you lose at home to Mississippi State. Like, you lose in Tiger Stadium – 
to an opponent that coming into the season was certainly considered a win on the schedule, a lesser opponent, then this season could certainly just get off the rails for this. Season. Adam Burke, who is going to join us a little mm-hmm. bit later in the hour, does have a play on this game. So I'll be interested to see mm-hmm. where his allegiance lies. I feel like your feeling about LSU is pretty similar to how I feel about Notre Dame taking on Cal this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already know Notre Dame's they're anything yeah. that resembles a postseason future for them feels very in doubt. I'm scared. They could be a five loss team. Right. So facing Cal is a double digit, 11 point favorite this week. I think it's ticked down. I've seen it between 10 and 11, like lots of possible numbers out there, but Tyler Buckner injured. Hopefully drew pine can get the deep ball going. I don't know, but I have a lot of insecurities about this Notre Dame squad coming into this one. Oh, and two start for them lost to Marshall outright as a 20 point favorite. Wasn't exactly how I thought that this season was going to start, especially considering defense is like supposed to be the bread and butter of Marcus Freeman. That's what he's legitimately like earned his nut on here. And that's mm-hmm. a weird phrase to say. And I'm not yeah, going to say it's that okay. anymore. I know you I get, get what, what you're saying. Yes, no, absolutely. What we're, what, what, okay, real quick before we, uh, before we get to our pro tip, we did this yesterday, hundred bucks. You want to put oh, it on, ooh. you want to put it on a Heisman, on a Heisman hopeful. Who would it be? Uh, Give me Bryce Young at plus 340. I understand that because this was sitting 220, 230, and now I'm getting no, you another. you can't do that. He's not going to go back to back. When's the last time that's happened? I'll research in the break when the last time that's happened. It's not, no. Sorry. I don't think Saying that. voters are going to be I don't, fatigue, I just, Alabama I, fatigue. I do a yeah. little bit, especially if CJ, I mean, he's a favorite for a reason. Um, I kind of like maybe Stetson Bennett at 14 to one, even though you definitely drop the ball at a hundred to one Deuce Vaughn, throw in a little mix of that K state. If they run for the big 12, make a little bit of a push 70 to one, get involved there. Pro tip, beware of look ahead spots in college football. Situational betting is very important. Again, you can get these pro tips every hour on vcin.com slash subscribe 20 of them a day. Don't go anywhere. We're getting back to Thursday Night Football when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more